Folks, welcome back. Hope you are having a great start to your Saturday, whether you're getting brunch with your Aunt Sally or on a run to Home Depot. It is all about putting in that work. And right now we are all putting in that work. It's not wrestling with your mind. It's not wrestling with your budget. It is wrestling with emotion. And it is an amazing time to be a wrestling fan, a wrestling enthusiast, wrestling observer. So let's get us in here. I'm Maniac, joined by Ty B, joined by Rob Ryan, joined by Heel McAdoo of all people. And folks, not much more to say. CM Punk is back. I mean, that's all you got to say. CM Punk is all elite. He's back in wrestling. I, it was kind of like the worst kept secret of all time, but it worked perfectly because it it sort of allowed the network to, you know, promote it a bit. Tony Khan and AEW to get those eyes in. I mean, this full surprise would have been great, but the way they did it was just spectacular. And the promo he cut and sitting in the middle of the ring, the pop just for a man sitting down in a ring was absolutely incredible. And I can't wait to see the way he works with all the, all these young superstars in the making that AEW has. Yeah, I think it was great. Like you said, it was the worst kept secret ever. But they still the the atmosphere in that arena last night was I don't remember like even like say a return like Edge, which was a surprise, didn't have that much pop. But people knew he was coming out, and just when Cult of Personality hit, that crowd went absolutely crazy. It was probably like I'm super excited to see. Like he kept saying he came back here because he wants to work with the young guys. And he's starting off with probably one of the top guys in AEW as one of the young guys, Darby Allen, in two weeks. So super excited to see where he takes that and where he takes it for a long term. Because he said they said last night that he's not here for part time or a short term. He's here for the long term. So we'll see how it works. The anticipation definitely played a role in the noise for that return. And I know Heel McAdoo is ready to chime in, but I can't recall a return or something like that, an entrance where you couldn't hear the entrance music. It was insane, honestly. Yeah, I didn't see it. I heard all you guys, uh, your reactions to it, my friend's reaction to it. I don't care about the guy. Once once he took his ball at home, that was it for me with him. And then I've heard some stuff of what he said. I haven't seen the full video. I'm waiting to see the full video when I get back home. But I can't wait to pick apart what he said. He said it's the first time he's back in professional wrestling since 2005. That's the one thing Which, I mean, yeah, let's talk about the company that, that made him, WWE made him, that, where he met his wife and gave him the title for 400 plus days. The second longest. In the 400 plus history. days, but McAdoo, no WrestleMania main event. That's the, that's the ultimate sign of respect for a top superstar. Thoughts? So, he got it. He Got it, but he didn't get it the next year with Undertaker. Did he not? I mean, with, the with Undertaker your, it, is like the one B to the main event. I mean, when when trip when when uh when Roman Reigns got the Undertaker with no belt on the line, that was in the main event. Yeah, but you're not being seen at Rock. Yeah, you're, you're not, not being the Undertaker. Rock, but you're not uh, being the Undertaker, exactly. At WrestleMania, like it's an automatic L. Yes, and that was the case for how many other guys? So you're not going to beat The Undertaker. His one thing was, for when he left WWE, was Rock was losing to Rock, losing to Taker, losing to Lesnar. All three of those, me, we can you can argue Rock because he was, he didn't like losing to part timers. You're not losing to Take, you're not beating Taker at Mania. You're not. How many guys have beat Brock Lesnar at WWE? 
But don't you think the fact that you have to go to this much layering to vindicate that decision shows that it was a little bit off base not to have the guy who was championship champion for a year, a, a year and a third in the main event of WrestleMania? Not everything WWE does is perfect. There can be a little crack in the armor. It's okay. And the Reigns example with Undertaker is unfortunately, it's like the kryptonite to your argument. Yeah, okay. That's the one thing. The one okay, thing. Okay, as long as you admit it. As long as you admit it. And we'll move on. And it's going to take more than one thing, as we all know, from AEW to stay on this heater that they have going. And that's what they've done. They've spread out the brand so much, whether it's the women's led by Britt Baker, you have the elite, you have Moxley, you have so much more Darby Allen with Sting. Where would you guys like to see AEW a year from now? And I guess my question, you know, when I when we pose that is, you know, the Monday Night War almost completely flips sides in a year. So with that said, what does AEW have to continue to do to, to admittedly put a little heat on the uh, WWE? Yeah, I mean, they sold out their first arena, like large-scale arena. <laughs> and it's one of the biggest, like, largest hockey arenas in the entire country. So um, I think their goal has to be let's stop, you know, playing these uh, these college gyms. Like, let's stop packing in 7,000, 8,000 people. Let's see, you know, how much we can pack in and go on a big tour. Um, I like the way they do it, you know, with their four pay-per-views because it gives them a lot more time in between just to do stuff and build up other people, um, give give guys a little bit of runs in between and keeps everyone on TV a little bit more where with the WWE, you're pushing through the storyline so fast. So I think there's so much that AEW can do in that time. And there's other guys who are coming free, like Buddy Murphy. I think his no-compete clause is up in seven days. Ruby Soho now is supposed to be showing up to AEW um, very soon. So there's going to be a ton of changes happening and it's just going to continue to grow. Um, the AEW Dark and Elevation are very good as well. So you guys got to actually watch it sometimes because they got some top indie guys and you would have saw, you know, people like Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia before they made those television debuts. And, it's, and you, you're seeing the stuff they're doing on the indies. They keep bringing these guys in and building them and the relationships they have with all these other um all these other companies are just going to continue to grow wrestling as a whole. And um, I'm more excited for this, you know, this big, um, you know, pay-per-view with NJPW and with impact and this whole big crossover. It's going to be insane. Like get some bullet club stuff again. Like it's, it's just going to be nuts. Yeah. I definitely think the, what, what they've done so far is great. Like, and like you said, they got to start selling out the bigger arenas because they have been just doing like the college arenas and stuff. And I think they will with these talent they're bringing in. But I think the one thing that AEW does better than WWE so far is the storyline. So if they can keep the storylines going, that they, they're they actually exciting. It's not like WWE where they have maybe two storylines ever. Want like every rematch, month rematch, 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 yeah. rematch. How, how, like, about, how about a guy who like lost his last match like seven months ago or whatever, just walking in and, and challenging for the top prize in the game? Yeah. Makes no it's, sense. All be only because he just wants his son to see it. Like his son didn't see it seven months ago. It's like they AEW builds oh, it up and they build it up that it's not the same people every every month in WEB, you just keep getting the same ones like you said you keep getting the the goldbergs you keep getting the charlotte flair versus rhea ripley's you keep getting even though this is a great match you keep getting sasha versus bianca 
at least in AEW, you're not seeing the repeats every month after every month after every month. McAdoo, are you? Are, is there a little heat under that collar from all the great production you're seeing from all Elite Wrestling over on TNT? No, it's not. TNT's doing a great uh, TNT. AEW's doing a great job so far. Just, just like WCW was. And someone has pointed out to me that, well, not to me, it was on, on Twitter and whatnot. They're saying a lot of ex guys. History repeats itself a lot. So, could we be seeing another WCW? I'm not saying in the, within the next year, but down the line. But, you, but, but McAdoo, I would argue that you know, the problems right away for WCW and 20 years is a world of difference in a media company, especially with the wrestling business where it is now versus where it was then. It was like a cult following one in 10 TVs on a Monday night. were on wrestling program, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, you know, you have like, you know, WCW bloated contracts. You have, uh, you know, leadership that was kind of you know, made of what three to five guys who basically had back backroom power to change any storyline, change any booking they wanted. Doesn't seem like a problem with Omega. Doesn't seem like a problem with the Young Bucks. Doesn't seem like a problem. It, it, Cody's only booking he's done is basically as everybody come in and squash the hell out of him and puts him over. He's kind of like a reverse Triple H. I hate to say that Triple H had his obvious reign of terror uh, in the mid two thousands. There and Cody is kind of modeled the opposite of that. Everybody. Malachi Black is, is red hot right now in AEW. And the reason isn't because his promos have been blowing it out of the woods. Because when he showed up twice, he's put Cody on his ass. On the ground. He's got Cody thinking he might, like, retire. I mean, but with that said, with that taken into account, I don't see AEW having the problems that WCW had in Akadale. Time will tell. It's only been a year. Well, two years. Almost two years. Since they okay. shouldn't run into those same problems because you essentially have like endless amounts of money from the Khan family. Like it's it's nothing to them. And the person running it isn't Eric Bischoff, big ego, trying to, you know, do whatever and beat the WWE. Like Tony just enjoys wrestling and want, like he believes in what Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks pitched him and like trying to create a new product that wrestling fans can actually enjoy and be proud to watch and like permeate back into pop culture yet again like back when we were children like the wwe has fallen off that path besides the few top superstars who end up in movies but outside of that like half of these people you don't even remember until you know you watch back a pay-per-view from like six years ago and you're like oh that guy was on the roster oh yeah where the hell they go like wwe has become a revolving door whereas aw is taking guys who are actually good wrestlers and teaching them to grow their characters and building them into stars and using what enhancement talent they're using actual you know veterans and stars guys who know what they're doing people who've been in this business for the long haul and i think you know whether it's dean malenko or arn anderson or jake the snake like you have some of the best wrestling minds in the world there and i don't think they're gonna fail like it's only it's only going to get hotter and hotter on the WWE. They want to, you know, start making movies and doing superhero stuff. Fine. Good luck. You're going to have a bunch of kids watching your show. That's going to be it. Yeah, they're targeting WWE's weak point, which is that bottom line, their programming went from, you know, 
children, but mix in your 18 to 34. But now it's just so much kids programming, so many kids storylines. It's it's easy to take advantage of uh, from that setting. So with that said, will WWE feel the heat of this uh, punk return? Will they feel the heat of, you know, AEW obviously doing all the right things at all the right times right now? Will they try and throw a haymaker? Have they planned to throw a haymaker? Are we going to see Becky back? Are we going to see Brock back? Are we going to see some craziness tonight? I guess with this question, before we get into the match predictions, do you have any feeling that maybe over the last 72 hours, since we saw Sting go into the crowd in a Texas Tornado tag team match, has WWE changed up their plans for SummerSlam at all? No. I mean, they said it was supposed to be the biggest show of the summer. Well, good luck. Good luck beating Rampage last night. I mean, the anticipation on Reddit and everywhere else and, you know, Twitter and whatnot was was incredible. And we saw the culmination of that and that extremely energetic burst and that pop for Punk. And I don't think the WWE is going to be able to recreate anything like that tonight. Yes, there'll be some good matches because you still have some incredible talent there especially the edge rollins matches is something i'm actually you know excited and looking forward to but most of that card is is you know whatever even if you bring becky back it's like all right sweet becky's back she's gonna run through the rest of the women like hopefully they fix the division because everything else is is laughable right now i mean sasha banks gets hurt and what are they doing like they're trying to run carmella in there again like get her off my screen as a as a championship contender she just lost like three championship matches like it's I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know who they can bring in, like Gable Stevenson, like I mean, <laughs> but he was at Bellator last night anyways. Like what what type of big name is gonna get a big pop? Like, yes, people will be excited for Becky, but like everyone's been just kind of waiting for her to come back at this point. Like everyone knows she's in shape and she's been preparing for a return at some point soon. But what does she do? Like the both women's divisions are weak as hell. I mean, you have this 50 50 booking with the women on raw and the SmackDown women, Sasha has been gone. So Bianca has just been destroying everyone and they all look awful besides her. Tony storm can't even get on TV. Uh, Shotzi and Knox are gone for three weeks and then they get a championship contenders match after beating the champions twice. Like, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Yeah. They, they should feel threatened, but you know, Vince McMahon, he's not, he's like, Oh, we're fine. We're fine. Like, if they want to make a big splash, they should be bringing back multiple people tonight. They should bring back Becky. They should have re-signed uh, Wyatt by now. They should have re-signed probably even Braun by now. But they're not doing any of this, and they're just going to fly through, and they're going to see their ratings just fall and fall in the next few weeks. If if AEW continues what they're doing, especially we're going to see D, we're going to see Daniel Bryanson, or if they, I don't know how he's going to go by Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. I, I don't know how they're, he's going to go by an AEW, but we're going to see him soon in AEW. AEW is on the up while WWE is on the down, and no one – people on the inside, Triple H is probably saying stuff about to Vince, saying you need to go, blah, 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 blah. But Vince is just living in his, his own world, and I think it's going to screw him eventually. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And speaking of being interesting to see what happens, that is SummerSlam tonight. I'll be honest, I, I blew it in the chat earlier this week. I thought it was on Sunday, but WWE doing the right thing in my eyes and, and holding the pay-per-view on Saturday. I criticize WWE when they do the wrong thing. I'll give them applause when they do the right thing. A pay-per-view on a Saturday to me, I don't know about you guys, but just quick chimes here. It seems like a no-brainer. 
Yeah, it makes a ton of sense, especially with it being, you know, sort of a, a bigger, you know, wrestling weekend. There's a ton of other events going on in Las Vegas. So I think it kind of works really well. And plus, you know, everyone traveling to Las Vegas makes it sort of work a little bit easier for them uh, being able to get back and get back to work next week. So uh, very interested to see how this goes with it being Saturday night. I don't think you have to rush as much. I feel like you should be given a little bit more time. I don't know, you know, how things work with Peacock, but um Let's see what they do. And let's get into the matches here. We will start it off with one that is hot as hell. This match, everyone can't wait to see it. What's going to be the result? What's going to – oh, apparently that was the only way they could but... – See, that just shows – I mean, you can shows... see the stadium behind me. Look at the club. Like, there's a club going on in there every day. You can't book Allegiant Stadium every every day. It, wait, is that – does that club go on every day? No. Okay, that would be amazing. I think it's only that, during games. But if it did, just, I would go there just to go to the club. That just reinforces to me, though, that WWD always does their best work when their hand is forced. Like when they had AEW invade SmackDown, things like that. Like, you know, because the AEW invaded SmackDown? That'd be incredible. Or no, NXT, NXT. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I was thinking about the new big kid on the block. Back into taking offense yeah, over there. With NXT, yeah, I don't even want to talk about NXT. Alexa right Bliss versus Eva Marie. And, of course, Eva Marie escorted by Dewdrop. I mean, this has been a feud. I mean, they're going to write about this one in the textbooks for all time. Like, you know, HBK, Brett, Austin The Rock, CM Punk, Cena, and it's going to be Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie. What do you guys see happening? This Are we going to get some shenanigans? Is Alexa Bliss going to – achieve her final form what's going to happen um i hope something crazy happens because if not this is going to be um just an, a weird match and and um i mean eva marie is the best wrestler in the world she says it all the time on the mic i hear her yell it after she wins so i have to believe it um i mean wwe thinks we're pretty stupid um the way they do their booking so i'm i'm just going to pretend to be a dumb fan and think eva marie is is a good wrestler because she's good looking. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know, like you have to do something funny or gimmicky or like over the top in this match and um, prove why you're, you know, the, the entertainment. Hey, Merge on to I-95 North. Yes. Merge on to I-95 North, McAdoo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> McAdoo is literally giving away his location. You're locking in Eva because I know you were very complimentary. Give me, yes, give me Eva Marie. Yes, so okay. we can maybe get Alexa Bliss to go back to normal. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, Rob? Um, Yeah, this match is just weird. I'm convinced this match doesn't even start. I think Dewdrop does something in the beginning of the match or something that it doesn't start. But if it does start, I think Eva Marie's just going to run away and, and get counted out probably and still say she's the best because she didn't lose. So I'm going Alexa Bliss in this match. I don't know why you're being sarcastic about Eva Marie being the best wrestler in the world. We all know she is. That being said, Alexa Bliss wins this one. Okay, wow. Rob, you said Alexa as well. I'm sorry. I'm yes. slacking here. Okay. I'm I wouldn't go... be surprised if Dewdrop is possessed. And like just squashes Eva like before the match. Like I was obviously time. thinking that Dewdrop might turn on her. But I think well, she, early did, she she grabbed Lily and looked at it and. I, I think the I, I think the know. safe prediction <laughs> is that something supernatural is going to happen. Obviously, it's been a big build up with the Alexa Bliss character. I am going to go with Eva as well because I'm I'm thinking that Eva is going to score some kind of shenanigans win 
And then, yeah, maybe Dewdrop gets possessed after the match or Alexa gets levitated into, like, the Las Vegas Strip or something. It'll be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, and that'll be how that breaks down. All right, let's go down. Let's go to another match that we're all very interested in. I mean, who can't wait to see it? Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre, the 3MB uh, Bowl here at Allegiant Stadium. Used to be in the same faction. I'll kick this one off. I am going to go with Jinder Mahal because I don't know why Drew McIntyre would need this win at all. I don't feel like it would be a big spot for him to pick up the win. I feel like he's already going to be in the same spot, win or lose tomorrow. If you want to really elevate someone, have Jinder pick up the win. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the stipulation uh, picking match for this was great because it pretty much insinuated that Drew McIntyre is allowed to bring and use his sword to the match. Uh, because it was either Veer and Shanky were banned or his sword was banned from the match. So uh, apparently we'll see Drew hopefully swinging that sword around at Jinder Mahal to get some sort of excitement. But with rumors they're going back to, um, you know, somewhere in the Middle East, I don't know how much, you know, this this stuff with uh, Afghanistan and the Taliban will change plans. But if that happens again, I don't know. They might be setting up another Punjabi prison match with Drew and Jinder and build a long-term feud over um, a motorcycle and a sword, apparently, uh, which is incredible instead of, you know, any of their time together or any of that and, you know, using any of it. But uh, I'm I'm just going to go with Drew in this one. And I think Fear and Shanky still just come out at the end and just beat his ass and it gets continued. Um, yeah, I don't really know how this one's going to turn out. It's one of those other stupid storylines that the WB thinks that we like. Um, I'm going to go with Ginger just so bad. I hate Ginger, but Drew doesn't need it. I'm going to go with. Without the Bollywood boys, he's so uninteresting right now. Yeah, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Ginger, but I hope Drew just swings around the sword and i don't know maybe we'll just see like a chop to the head and we'll just see jinder with no head i don't know something exciting so drew wins by <laughs> That's decapitation no no i'm going with jinder but like if that happened i okay. wouldn't be mad about it yeah i can he see would drew pop. becoming unhinged after a loss becoming like an actual scottish psychopath <laughs> versus like a, a pretty rational guy who just has like a good move set uh yeah i gotta go gender too only because i don't you're probably right with this whole Punjabi prison thing or whatever field continuing after after uh, tonight. And uh, I don't think Drew's going to let that go, let the loss go, I should say. Okay. So three of us on gender, Ty B on Drew. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. We are rolling along here on the Wrestling with Emotion show. And to be honest, I mean, I'll call WWE out. Like I said, I call them when I think they say, you know, I'll applaud them when they get, you know, regulated to have to have this show on a Saturday night. Damian Priest versus Sheamus, like, I feel like I should care about this match more than I do. Given it's a U.S. championship match, Sheamus kind of had his run up as, you know, he got scorned by Drew trying to win that title, but then he was able to win the U.S. championship. I mean, again, this this – you know, what should be an ascending moment for Damian Priest here as he gets like one of his first major moments on the main roster, I feel like is going to fall a little flat. So yeah. I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off again. Even after that little mini rant, I'll say that Damian Priest wins the title. 
Yeah, I think this one's been watered down a lot just because of how both guys have been used over the last month or so. I mean, Sheamus's, you know, programs with Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo and, you know, whoever the hell else, all these little guys just fighting back and forth. Like, it just made Sheamus look like a buffoon. Like, he was kind of like that dick-headed heel, like, was playing it well for a while and, like, Oh, like, you know, he gets in his gimmicky little, you know, whatever Irish stuff and mixes some stuff in that's like, all right, you know, whatever. But it worked. It was working really well, um, I thought, for, you know, a few months there in the Thunderdome. But they've kind of ruined that. And Damian Priest is just one of those guys who's just ultimately cool. And you built him to this great spot with Bad Bunny. And then, like, since then, it's just like it's just kind of all that fire is just kind of fading away because he hasn't really had any big moments, I guess, besides kicking over uh, the or getting the Miz to come out of his, uh, his wheelchair the other day. I mean, besides that, it's just been him coming out in weird spots and pretty much just wrestling the Miz over and over again. He's just had multiple matches with them, but um, I'm excited. I think Damian Priest gets his moment here um, on the main roster with his first belt. He's just, he's just one of those guys who, no matter what they do, um, fans are going to like him no matter what. So hopefully they just don't do stupid things with him with the belt over and over again because fans are at that point where they're they're kind of getting tired of it and that leash is not as long as it used to be, I think. Yeah, um, this one should be easy. This should be a Damien Priest win. If Sheamus somehow retains, that's just a bad look for WWE after – the week AEW just had. So if it, this should be a no brainer, Damian priest. Yeah, it's priest time. He's got a, it's time to build him up back to where he was with bad bunny. And I think uh, the U S title will do that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Ty B, you kind of sobered me up on Damian priest and, and overall, when you mentioned that, like he has kind of flattened since the bad bunny life yeah, went it away. Sucks. For sure. It does. Definitely. Suck. Like he's basically been bland as hell since he left. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's just, they do this time and time again where you're like, all right, this, this person's ready. Like they're going to get a, they're going to get a push, like something's going to happen. And then like after the bad bunny stuff, he kind of like went away for two weeks and then he came back and he's just been kind of interjecting on this stuff with the Miz. And like, he's just kind of all stuck up, you know, in between that. And Jim brings up a good point. Yeah. The, the zombie lumberjack match, like <laughs> just the weirdest, the weirdest stuff he's been a part of nothing good. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. No bueno. No bueno. But, hey, maybe we'll get some bueno from – well, we had a sweep across the board. We all picked Damian Priest. Uh, I think we'll be a probably split on this next one because Nikki Ash, the champion going into this match, but against basically two of the biggest threats across both women's divisions right now, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Um, it's kind of hard to – like the, th- the three-way match here gives, you know, Nikki Ash some hope for sure. Um, especially no DQ. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen if someone runs in. Uh, but let's kick it off with Ty B. What do you think is going to happen when these three face off tonight in Sin City? I mean, haven't we already seen what's happened? Like when they when they wrestle each other? Jeez. I mean, they've just been running, you know, the three of them back, you know, over the past few months. And it's just like, do you not have anyone else on the roster? Do you not Bro, have no. a developmental program? It's pretty crazy. I don't, Can't yeah. Nikki Ash like squash somebody? Like, okay, here's your champion. Like, let her squash a couple people. Just, like, just one. Just one would have been nice to be like, all right, like she beats the hell out of everyone else, but like she was never a championship tier 
and like she's learning to be a champion on the fly like and overcoming everything okay i guess like i can get behind that because of like her initial storyline but she keeps talking about it over and over again it's the same lines almost every week from her which is just kind of upsetting because you would like them to progress the character from that and like learn and like build some confidence from from getting these wins and these other things rather than still being like oh it's okay i'll go get her next time guys i'm the champion but i can lose it's okay like yes but like no your champion shouldn't be losing on a weekly basis like it, she's in a match she's getting her ass kicked loses and then gets in another match with charlotte the same night in the tag team match and loses she lost two matches in one night, and they they expect us to be excited to see her defend her title. I think she still somehow retains, and it's going to be uh, a weird no pop when she retains. But Tybee, who could forget when WWE elevated? Chris she still Jericho doesn't have merch. She still doesn't even have merch. Chris Jericho to fame when he lost to The Rock and Stone Cold <laughs> in the same night. Like losing to two superstars in the same night is definitely how you get somebody to be a superstar. So. Awesome. Great job by WWE there. Um, all right. So Tybee locks in Ash, though. She's locking in Ash against his against his against all his logic. Rob, what do you got? Yeah, this is just an awful thing. I, I think they screwed up with giving Nikki SH the, the briefcase to begin with. Um, but I think she does retain and only because the man will return and attack Flair and Ripley. And it will it will set us up for a Nikki AS it will set us up for a flair Becky match of first and then it will set us up for that title match to get Becky that title that she never lost. That's the only way that I think WD succeeds this weekend. You know Oh crap. I do. You're good, Zach. Uh oh. Oh no. We're not gonna be uh -oh. able to get his pick now. Oh, no. We need, we need to let it go because he's frozen. Why uh, Is he back? Let it go. Nope. All right. While I wonder if we need to share it. It won't. <laughs> Why? It, 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 it popped up to tweet it. I don't want to tweet it. Oh, okay. my gosh. I was about to say Rob and I very rarely agree on stuff, <laughs> but this is the one we both agree on. Icky ASH did not, should not have been the winner there for the of the briefcase. And if you let her lose now, it's just the waste of a brief briefcase that we have seen time and time again with them on the men's side. I haven't really, really haven't seen it on the women's side, but Nikki A.S.H. wins. All three are going Nikki A.S.H.? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I got to go with Nikki A.S.H. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I think that you guys uh, nailed it on the head. I think we get the man back tonight. She'll get a monster pop uh, in Vegas at a big arena. Obviously, you want to do these returns in front of big arenas when you can. You never know what's going to be happening here in the coming months. Um, and then, to be honest, if you if they do that side flare storyline that uh, I think Rob was talking about, um, you could end up with Ronda coming back around Royal Rumble time, and that would be you know perfect trajectory for setting up Becky Ronda at WrestleMania. So maybe maybe WWE can do something right and make that happen for us uh, down the line. We are about halfway through the matches here, and let's roll on. We have the Raw Tag Team titles up. Now, here's a storyline I'm not sarcastic. I'm actually excited about. Styles and Omos against RK, bro. Bro. Yeah. 
nothing better. Literally nothing better than, than Matt Riddle. I'm still calling him Matt Riddle. Being excited about tag team with Randy Orton. It's kind of like when R-Truth says that John Cena is his favorite wrestler. It's kind of like having someone break the fourth wall. You love to see it. So I will say that despite that, this is going to be a heartbreaker. RK Bro, RK Bro loses to Styles and Omos. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk this one out. I don't I don't think I've made my decision yet, but I think at some point we're absolutely getting a double RKO on Omos, and it's gonna be absolutely incredible. Um, Matt Riddle has done an incredible job. I keep using incredible now just because he's been so good at what he's been doing, um, carrying Raw and carrying the RK Bro storyline while Randy was out for a few weeks. Just him going out there when they decided to bring everyone out into the ring when there's like seven guys and he just climbs up to the top of the ladder and he's like, I'm so high. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just, it's stupid, but funny. Like just little things like that. Like when you're doing a segment, like it, it's something that doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? And like, uh, just good and playful and plays into his character, like actually making him seem like he really cares when his scooter gets smashed. You know what I mean? So, um, I think, oh, geez, I think they're going to, I don't know if it's the time where Omos and Styles break up yet, but we're going to see it, uh, you know, coming up at some point. We're going to get a Styles-Omos match, I think, um, in the future. And could this be the start of the split? I don't know, but I think RK-Bro is going to get it done, and they're probably going to run it back, um, you know, three weeks in a row on Raw. Yeah, I'm, I think RK Bro is the best thing that WWE has done in a long time. Um, Randy, for such a long time, was a heel. They, he's always back and forth, but for the last few months, at least years, I feel like he's been a heel. And I think with Riddle coming in, it was just the perfect time to turn him face again. And I really just don't see what Styles and Omos has to give anymore with being the the, uh, the champions. I feel like it's just the same thing over and over. And with both of these guys, with Riddle and Randy both having the RKO now, I think, like you said, a double RKO to Omos. And I think this is the time for RK Bro to finally win the titles because, you know, they're bros. Bro. Oh, my God. It's a good thing Straw is not here. But as far as my pick goes, I think it's RK Bro's time. I think you're going to see – Someone's got to take the titles off of Styles and Omos. I think Omos walks out on Styles during the match, leaving Styles to fight for himself, and uh, he can't do it against uh, RK Bro. So, yeah, that could freshen things up. Everyone knows uh, SmackDown is a little bit more exciting than the Raw storylines now. So, if they do lose the titles, moving to uh, SmackDown could be a good way to keep AJ and Omos together but so let's go over to that side of things and let's go over to these smackdown tag team titles so ever so wait McAdoo, wait you went on you went on styles and omos right no i said rk bro omos oh. walks out on styles okay 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 well, well yeah okay. I was, okay i want to get those right he's a bro right. myself and McAdoo were five and two for uh our money in the bank picks ty b was four and three rob looking to get on the right side of 500 currently at three and four Kind of like the Mets, Rob. You know, you didn't put up a, a good little juncture here, but you got a chance to bounce back. He doesn't have his headset on, so I hope he can't hear us talking okay, about it. We're just roasting him. Okay, <laughs> All right, so let's go. 
from a couple of RK bros to a couple of real bros. They're sitting next to the head of the table now. We got the Usos looking to defend their titles against the Mysterios. So, I mean, again, this is a match that I'm not going to be, like, super upset about. I think the Usos are, like, entertaining with their shit, the Uso penitentiary. The Mysterios have been putting on good matches. But it's exactly the same match you had at the last pay-per-view. So it's just kind of like, where's the fresh new, like, competition? Where's the fact that, you know, if you lose a title or if you lose a shot, you know, you fall back down to the end of the line? Just doesn't seem like it exists within WWE timing. No, and they've been shoving Dominic down our throat so much, and he hasn't stepped up to the spotlight. And he's not very believable in a lot of these segments they keep putting him in. So it keeps kind of degrading from what they were building up uh, when they brought back the fans and he got that big pop with with Ray and, you know, they got the titles for a minute there. But um, they've just ruined this program because they've just beaten it to death over and over again, um, you know, with with singles matches between one of them and the Usos and then another tag match and then another singles match and then another singles match. And it's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Go to the back of the line. There's other tag teams there. Alpha Academy is looking great with Otis. Why don't you give them a run at the title? Like they had like other actual crowd support. It was crazy. Yeah. Who, who would have thought? But um, I'm going to Usos retain. I don't know how you can put it back on the Mysterios. Yeah, I say Usos retain. There's no need to talk for this one. I'm tired of this this match over and over again. The table retains, baby. The table retains. <laughs> Maybe this part of the table. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, the, I mean, what if Jimmy goes... are at the head of the table by the end of the night, though? Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah, they can be. They can be alone at the table by the end of the night. That's... And we'll get that. So I have the Usos as well, so that's a clean sweep. We've had a couple of uh, clean sweeps so far. Nikki Ash, the Usos, and Damian Priest as we roll on here with the Wrestling with Emotion show. Shout out everybody tuning on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Make sure you're following along for all things Trainwreck Sports. We've got some big seasons coming up with football, gambling, and UB, of course, on the horizon. But on the horizon is tonight. WWE SummerSlam, and we are going, uh, let's see, where should we go next? Let's go to Edge versus Seth Rollins. So we got Edge versus Edge Light here uh, in the Sin City. I mean, a, a great match that's years in the making ever since uh, Seth said he was going to break Edge's neck if he didn't bring the authority back almost a half a decade ago. It should be an entertaining one. Um, I'm very surprised that there isn't some kind of stipulation, like no DQ or, you know, like a street fight or something. So that's why I want to lock in my early prediction on this one. There's going to be some kind of spear through a barricade or some kind of move on the outside and it'll get counted out. And someone will come in and say, like, it's not a count out. Like, and now it's no DQs. And then that'll unfurl, like, the real craziness. Because Edge is pulling out all the stops, the faces he's making. He brought back the brood last night. You, The two biggest things that happened in the, in the wrestling world last night, in my mind, with all respect to the rest of WWE, CM Punk coming back and Edge made a brood reference in 2021 that was like the shoes? What, what he, wore, he wore custom brood shoes. Oh, my gosh. I didn't custom see Air Force shoes. Ones, yeah. I got to get custom Air Force Ones for the brood. But, yeah, so that was big. I am going to take – uh, you know, and this is the good thing. Now, this is a, a situation where the WWE is in a good spot because both these guys are superstars. 
they can both take this loss and it wouldn't be the end of the world for either of them. So a little bit of actually decent booking for these two superstars who are obviously on a pedestal in WWE. I will lock in Edge as the pick here and in a crazy match. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like Edge needs a, a win finally after coming back and like a big match because he's pretty much just lost because of, uh, you know, what's what he's been doing with Roman Reigns for the most part. So looking at this one, like it's a match I'm very excited for. I wish, like you said, there were some stipulations. Hopefully something happens or maybe something happens backstage earlier on in the night or something where they start fighting early and they change the stipulation. Who knows? Hopefully, because it's a, an actual feud with like a reason behind it, something yes. that WWE doesn't normally have. So you don't need to do much other than, you know, put these guys out there. They're great on the mics. We saw what they did last night, um, you know, where, <clears throat> where Edge won up Seth Rollins and dropped like that black anchor, whatever the hell it was all over him, which was absolutely incredible. So um, I, I think Edge needs the win, but I still think Rollins wins because I think they still want to do that Roman Seth Rollins program very soon. Yeah, um, I think this is going to be probably the, either the best match of the night or the second best best match of the night. Um, like you were saying, both superstars, they could take this loss and just move on and still be great. But I think Edge wins this one just because what you were saying about how Rollins, they still want the Rollins-Roman match. I just can't see that happening because as of right now, they're both heels and two – you never, you rarely ever see a, a full heel match, even though it's the superstars of that caliber. So I think Edge wins this one. But say if when Cena wins and Roman goes to AEW, then we'll see a Cena Rollins. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll talk about that later. But and what Dwayne said, because I, I thought that was funny. But as far as this match goes, I think it's honestly going to be a no contest. I, I think something's going to happen where. Um, they both get counted out, and what I'm pretty sure the next pay per view is Extreme Rules, so that's when you'll see the stipulation match. And oh, yeah, they'll, they'll right. continue the feud. Oh, no, it's a good I'll chance. tell you what, I, I don't know if WWE can afford a build to, to the next pay per view result for any of these matches right now, honestly. That's just my quick take on this, and I think that's why they up the ante with the, the Roman stipulation. Well, I mean, that just uh, – we'll, we'll get to that, but I think that just makes it obvious what's going to happen. I got you. I got you. I agree. So who do you got, Maggie? I'm sorry. I, I, I cut you off at the end. I'm going to say no contest. I, okay, I don't... no contest. Okay, that's a crazy pick. The first no contest pick of the night. Oh, and, and, and Jim is just letting you have it on Twitter. Shout out to everybody tuning in, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. We are going on the stretch here. Three matches left, and we are just under two hours away from kickoff for Bills Bears. So I know you got a lot of people tuning in who are excited about that as well. The Ruben Brown Bowl, Mitch Trubisky revenge game, a lot of storylines for a preseason game. So we're very excited to see that. And a lot of storylines for this mat for any of these matches remaining on the card. So it's exciting. Uh, we'll go to the SmackDown women's title. We've got the boss. Sasha Banks, she's back. It was probably one of the most obvious turns a couple weeks ago. I, I mean, I, you know, I love them all as superstars, but she comes back and she's defending Bianca Belair. Of course, later that night, she's got her dead rights and, you know, gives her backstabber into a bank statement and is just embarrassing the champion and obviously saying she wants her championship back that she lost at WrestleMania early this year. 
With that said, I think that this is the perfect opportunity. Take advantage of what you have. Belair has gotten a little bit flat. Have him have another five-star match. Give Belair the win. Solidifier is a superstar. Sasha Banks is absolutely still a superstar. Whenever Bailey comes back, that feud is still going to be A+. plus. It's still going to be white hot whenever it happens. And there's a number of other wrestlers that she's made look good throughout her time. So take advantage of what Sasha Banks gives you as a roster piece and give this bit as a big win to Belair to kind of solidify uh, this championship ring. Yeah, I was very excited for this, but I don't know if she's been cleared still yet to wrestle tonight. Um, There's a lot of reports. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of reports. She wasn't even backstage um, at SmackDown last night, and she did miss a bunch of uh, house shows, as Jim pointed out. Um, So I don't know. That's why I was saying this stuff. That's why they didn't progress that storyline last night and we saw more of that stuff with Carmella and Zelina. So I don't know what they do. Um, if, if the match goes on, Sasha's going to win and they're going to, you know, make it kind of like a best out of three. They'll run it back again, which is fine because it was a great match. The the first time it was the match of the night for the first night of WrestleMania there. Um, so hopefully we get this match. I just don't necessarily know if we're going to see it tonight, but, um, I'm going to remain hopeful. I haven't seen anything confirmed or, you know, on either side of, of things. So. And Jim chiming in just real quick, you know, that she could be out. They could bring in Becky as an emergency lever. Of course, it would make total sense. Oh, like we have a former champion here to face you, something like that. The only problem with me is that if you put Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, that's a, that's a lose-lose situation for the WWE right there. I mean, one of them is going to look, you know, they're, one of them stock is going to go down big time. Unless they put on like a five-star match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is so yeah, tough. Again, also, even when you have two five-star performers, the odds of getting a five-star because match. Because especially when they haven't worked together. Yes. I, you need Becky on Raw, though. Like, you can't have her on SmackDown. There's literally no one on Raw right now. They've had just Nikki A.S.H. is the champion right now. Like, they need Becky on Raw. But for this match, if it happens, like I was saying earlier before, that the Edge Rollins would be the – best or second best match i think <laughs> i think um this should that, be i mean that would best. be unbelievable <laughs> um i think this one should be the best second best match and i think bianca comes out on top i think she's been a she's been a great champion even though she's had to face the same people over and over that's not her fault but i think she's handled it well and i think she'll continue to handle it and real quick before mcadoo goes speaking of some some petty vince stuff uh Last night, Matt Cardona was defending the GCW belt for the first time, and he showed up dressed like Vince after he wore the won the ECW title when he had the black do rag on. Uh, just a great reference. So, two thousands were a crazy. Time if Sasha is clear, if Sasha is cleared, Belair retains. If Sasha doesn't get cleared, she will. Bianca will face Zelina because Zelina has been I'll give me tell match, give me tell match, and Bianca still retains either way. So Bianca. Okay. I'm locking I know we talked there could be some shenanigans, but but we're all on Bel Air if it's Banks versus Bel Air, correct? I I'm on Banks. You're on Banks, okay. Because I think they run because I think they try to run like a best bust of three, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay. So you're on that island. We're all on Bel Air, Ty B on Banks. And here we go. The final two matches, probably the final two matches of the night, unless Goldberg Lashley's uh, thrown in the middle. So let's throw it right here before the end. We have 
Dadberg, Bill Goldberg. He's literally Dadberg now. Like he was, he was Dadberg when he first came out. Now he's super Dadberg. Goldberg against Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley needs to just choke him out in the middle of the ring in like two to three minutes here uh, to get some value out of it for WWE. If you're me, uh, Goldberg did say in a in a press leak again since we do talk about some of these things that he does have two to three matches left on this WWE contract. Someone pointed out on Reddit earlier this week that he's literally been in WWE on this nostalgia run as long as he was in WCW. I mean, it's it's not unlike WWE to hold on to anything for longer than they should, for, for sure. It's absolutely move out of their book. I will kick off the picks on this one, uh, and I'll say that hopefully uh, the almighty Bobby Lashley gets the dub. Yeah, I mean, if you... Uh... I don't even know what you do if you put on Goldberg. I don't even, I'm not even going to contemplate that thought. Bobby Lashley's going to win. Um, still upset that we don't have a full hurt business, but you know it is what it is. Um, One of the craziest moves in the past six months that made no sense, and that includes like letting go Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman letting him go actually made like kind of sense. He had a huge contract. They were trying to obviously negotiate him down. It just got to that point, obviously, but. Why they broke up the Hurt Business, especially when he was going to retain at WrestleMania, no sense. And and there's like no other tag teams on Raw, and two have been pretty much buried since that happened. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully Lashley wins. Hopefully he beats the shit out of him and looks like an almighty champion. Um, I mean, I wish Goldberg would would take some bumps and maybe get put through a table at the end, but we'll see. Lashley retains. Yeah. I mean, Bobby Bobby Ashley. Um, I just don't know where this title goes from here. Like they just keep bringing back the same people to face Bobby. I'm trying. I'm kind of getting sick and tired of Bobby as the champion. He's just. I don't know. I just. Just not a big fan of it. But I think he does retain this one, and we'll see what storyline they try to build with Bobby next. Lashley wins in under three minutes. Great prediction. That's all we need. Yeah, real quick, <laughs> over under for this match of four four minutes and thirty seconds. I uh, under, right? Under four twenty. Okay. Of course. <laughs> well, Matt Riddle will love that result, bro. All right. And speaking of loving that result, I think we will all be looking forward to it when this happens. It is basically a battle of two eras. The guy who, you know, stomped through the late two thousands and early twenty tens and the guy who stomped through the late twenty tens. It is, of course, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, with his advocate, Paul Heyman, versus Mr. You Can't See Me, versus Mr. Movie Star, versus Mr. Hollywood, John Cena. Uh, before we get into any picks, McAdoo, give me your opening statement, 30, 45 seconds on this match. I mean, what's going to happen if Roman's got to go? Oh, no. Uh, I want them PJs. Yeah, Don't hear. worry. I, I'll look him up. What? Yeah, yeah, you're okay. lagging, Zach. I mean, I'll, you're, you're I'll tell you what. If, if you want to talk about a bad sign for Roman tonight, I would not be betting on the head of the table. And, of course, it's going to be that music's going to hit, that five-knuckle shuffle. It's going to be a very interesting match. Uh, with that said, you think someone's getting put through a table in this one? Your time is up. My time is now. You can't see me. It's Ty's time now. Um, I think, no, I'm, I'm excited for this one, but I think putting the stipulation on it made it 
incredibly obvious who's going to win. Like you're not letting Roman Reigns leave the WWE. Like that's not happening. Um, it's just can't you can't entertain that thought because they'd be pretty much screwed because they have no superstars on their rosters pretty much. So um, hopefully we get some excitement. We get some vintage nostalgic John Cena. He gets his uh, moments. Hopefully. You know, we get an attitude adjustment at some point. Like, let's get the pops, those close, you know, those false three finishes. And we see, you know, a, a real a, a spectacle out there. It's it's what it's supposed to be. It's it's one of, you know, the the crown jewels of the WWE between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. has got to be their number two event. And they said they wanted to make it, you know, the biggest event of the summer. Well, you got a lot to live up to and they got a lot to get over and, you got to do something big in this match, something crazy, or, you know, you got to make a moment. Um, th they do a great job making moments. They don't necessarily book great all the time, but they make moments. So I'm expecting them to do something hopefully big in this one. Um, Cena, I wish he would win, <laughs> but uh, I will still not acknowledge Roman, um, but he does retain. Who, who yeah. does Roman, real quick, before we go out, Tybee, who does Roman need to beat for you to acknowledge him? Um, Hulk Hogan Kenny is Omega. Well, our, well, now that would be a match and a half. Greatest wrestler in the world right now. Yeah, so I was dead set on Cena winning this title until 9.59 last night. Uh, once Roman Reigns said, I either leave this the stadium as champion or I leave the WWE. And uh, I was like, oh, man. But um, unless, unless he has a movie plan, but I don't think he does. Yeah, uh, who knows? But I and then I thought about it maybe possibly because there's the rumors about Brock coming back and Heyman's not going to do a be on Brock's advocate and Roman's advocate. But I think that's WDB thinking too much. Um, so I think Roman sadly retains – and we may see another Roman Edge. We may see a Roman Rollins. Uh, who knows what we do? If Cena turns heel, Heyman turns on Roman, and Cena wins the belt. I don't know what I'll do, but it would be the craziest ending to any WWE pay-per-view in the last decade. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully we can get Zach to get connected well again so we can get his thoughts on this. Because, I mean, this is a good stipulation here when we talk about stipulation matches from Dwayne. If Cena wins, McAdoo has wow, to wear Cena's sweatpants next it. live stream. But we got to come up with something for Dwayne to do then uh, if Roman wins. I think he's got he's to gotta get a head of the table shirt or something like Dwayne that. Sh Dwayne should have to dye his hair jet black. <laughs> that should, that yes. should be the two things. If Roman wins, Dwayne should dye his hair jet black and then and, – McAdoo dressed in full Cena garb. I want the full outfit, wristbands, headbands, jorts. Hat, jorts. Absolutely, we yes. need it all. Yeah. Um. So we all have we all have Roman because of the stipulation, basically, huh? I mean, we know McAdoo has Roman, even though he bounced. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just they backed themselves into a corner with it. Like, I, I don't know why you would do that. Like, if like, he said I would leave SmackDown, it would be like a lot. Like, you know, like he could have. You could have built it up like the last two to three weeks. You could have been pissed at like Adam Pierce. You could have been pissed at a couple of people like, you know what? Like, and if I lose, like, I'll just leave like SmackDown, you know, like something like that. Like, and then, okay, you can come back to Raw or whatever, something like that. Leaving WWE, it's almost like 
Vince McMahon would just have to be so drunk and be like, how can we one up eight? Literally, yeah. Literally, like, Let's just have Roman leave. Literally a, a minute after, like a minute before called the personality hits, that happens. Like, W's like, oh, our top superstar will leave if he loses. Right before was. one of their actually, They definitely yeah. thought about it. Like, they know, they definitely thought CM Punk is opening that show. We have to, we have to end it like that. It was basically like a 1997 wrestling power move. Like, will Roman be a part of WWE? Come next week. Tune in, tune in then to find out. Like, you know, like it's crazy. But and you see a punk. We will, we will lock in the head of the table for McAdoo. We know he's traveling. Yeah. He was gracious enough to make it. But we have another episode in the books. Of hold wrestling. on, hold on. I got to say one thing. It's it's an egregious error on WWE's part that we don't get Rick Boogs. And Shinsuke Nakamura out there with that crowd and that pop would be absolutely insane with him playing the intro music, and we're not going to get it. It would, it would be. The fact that we don't get Rick Skay is terrible. They've been incredible, and him getting that dub yesterday. I'd love just him strumming Apollo Creed before he slams him. Their, their strumming is, is absolutely music to everyone's ears. And by the way, music to everyone's ears. No new day on this uh, on this card, unfortunately. So keep an eye out for Big E. Maybe you could cash in on any title. So you never. He doesn't know. have the briefcase. Oh yeah, he doesn't because Corbin has it right now. Uh, yeah. That, that storyline will probably play out in some Vegas way. Corbin will bet it on like you know a five years salary, and he'll like lose or something, and Big E will be the guy to get it. But I bring up the new day because. Five years ago, they had one of the greatest moments, the greatest moments in Vegas history when they partied with Wale, <laughs> Kevin Love, and the New Day, all partying in Las Vegas. This was after the Cavaliers had won the NBA Finals, literally the night of. They yeah. won the NBA Finals, went to Vegas on the way back to Cleveland uh, from Golden State, and they partied with the New Day, who had won uh, the titles earlier. So crazy scene there. Hopefully a couple of crazy scenes tonight, boys. Oh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, if if we see something with that Baron Corbin storyline, I hope he, like, pawns, up, pawns it off at, like, a pawn shop in Vegas with the pawn stars and then, you know, get some money for it. And then Big E sees him later on and he's, like, confronts him about it, trying to get it. And, uh, and then Big E, like, later on has to go to pawn stars to try and get it back and Chumley's there. Well, I want to see, yeah, I want to see Corbin sell it to uh, Rick, but then Big E's got to get it back from the old man. RIP, the old man, I think he passed away. Actually. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he did. But, uh, yeah, he was the ultimate negotiator. Pretty much uh, nobody get, no, nobody went over on the old man. That's all I'm going to say. But, hey, shout out to everybody going over, checking out Wrestling With Emotion on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Shout out to our departed McAdoo. Not departed that way, just departed from the stream. He unfortunately didn't have the connection. Shout out to Rob Ryan. He, he merged onto that I-95 or whatever I, and lost signal. Yeah. He's merging onto I-95 up in heaven. No, no, oh my God. I need to stop. All right. Ty B. Shout out to Ty B, Rob Ryan, and myself, Maniac. Make sure you're following along all things Trainwreck Sports, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. Because remember, it's not wrestling with your thoughts. It's not wrestling with your budget. It is wrestling with emotion.